0: Hey there, it's Michelle, and welcome back. Today, I am rerunning one of my favorite interviews. It's with Dr. Gladys McGarry, who's a 102-year-old doctor, also known as the mother of holistic medicine. If you didn't get a chance to listen to this interview, you are going to love it and her. She's amazing. There's so much wisdom in this conversation, And it's the first interview I did to kick off this latest season, which I know so many of you have written in to let me know that you're loving, and that makes me so happy. There will be all new interviews again next week, but for those of you who are just having a busy summer and needed some time to catch up on other interviews you've been wanting to listen to that we've done this season or loved Dr. Gladys as much as I did, I'm replaying it for you today. So I will be back with new episodes next week, and let's get into today's show. Here we go.
1: The whole field of medicine says that they will try to get rid of the disease. Right. Okay. So we're going in a direction that needs to kind of be stopped in that way, because it's like my oldest son. He's a retired orthopedic surgeon.
0: Yes.
1: When he came through Phoenix, he was going to start his practice in Del Rio, Texas. Hmm. He said, Mom, I'm real scared. He said, I'm going into the world. I'm going to have people's lives in my hands. I don't know if I can handle that. Mm. And I said, "Well, Carl, if you think you're the one that does the healing, you have a right to be scared. if If you can understand that you have learned medicine, you know something in medicine that is really important, and people will need this. They'll need the work that you can do. But yes. when you've done your job, then you support the patient as they start their own job of healing the body. It's your job now to allow them and support them as they go about the business of of healing their own body.
0: Hey, friends, welcome back to the Good Life Podcast. As you may have heard in the season update, I've updated the name of the show, It's simply the Good Life Podcast, a show for women in midlife who want to live happier, healthier, and more meaningful lives. We are kicking off this latest season with Dr. Gladys McGarry, also known as the mother of holistic medicine. She's recognized as a pioneer in the allopathic and holistic medical movements, and she's also a founding diplomat of the American Board of Holistic Medicine. She's the co-founder and past president of the American Holistic Medical Association, as well as the co-founder of the Academy of Parapsychology and Medicine and the founder of the International Academy of Clinical Hypnosis. Dr. Gladys lives and works in Scottsdale, Arizona, where for many years she shared a medical practice with her daughter. She currently has a medical consulting practice maintains a healthy diet, and enjoys a good piece of cake every now and then. She also has a great TEDx talk, which I will be linking in the show notes. There's so many things that I want to say about Dr. McGarry. She's so inspiring. I'm so excited to share this interview with you. Uh, Just a little backstory. Her parents were osteopathic doctors who were helping people in the jungles of India. And in her early years, she, Dr. McGarry grew up in India and from the very young age of two, knew she wanted to become a physician. She's got an incredible life story, which you can learn more about in her book. But I hope you enjoy this interview that I did with her. As always, when I'm interviewing a doctor, this is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and not to be considered medical advice. It's with deep pleasure and honor that I present this interview with Dr. Gladys McGarry. So let's get into the show. Here we go. Welcome, Dr. McGarry. I'm so honored to have you on the show today.
1: I'm so happy to be here. (laughs)
0: you've written the most beautiful book called The Well-Lived Life, A 102-Year-Old Doctor's Six Secrets to Health and Happiness at Every Age. I think that we all aspire to be living uh, to 102 and uh, excited to learn from you today. Thank you. you. Um, I do have to acknowledge you. Your book is so beautiful. I was telling you before we hit record that it resonated deeply with me there's such uh when you hear truth i think your soul remembers and goes oh yeah this feels right to me and so it's just so beautiful i felt grounded and joyful from reading it
1: thank you because that was intended
0: (laughs) it was received it was truly received well um you have had such an interesting life. I feel like I could see it as a movie. Have you ever thought of that or a documentary? It's Yes, you know. my my
1: oldest daughter wrote my biography and it could be turned into a movie anytime. She did a beautiful job.
0: Oh, I love to read that. Um absolutely. I mean just your parents were pioneers. You have been a pioneer in your life. Um and I'm excited for my audience to learn more about you. Um in in the book you write, uh, no, I don't run. I do occasionally do Pilates, and yes, I do eat cake. I really love cake, and I even popped out of one for my ninety fifth birthday. How is this an example of how you approach life, and what can we learn from your outlook?
1: <laughs> well, some friends of mine built this box that was big enough for me to sit in, and they put it on wheels and wheeled it in to the um, a auditorium where I was but I was inside of it and so when it stopped I popped the lid open <laughs> and I swished out my shawl and I sashayed out onto the path platform and it was just fun I mean it was something that I could do and it was fun to do this last 102 birthday I bought myself a for my birthday present, an adult tricycle, and I rode it <laughs> out onto the platform <laughs> because the tricycle yeah. has the tricycle has a huge, uh, all, you know, message to to t- talk to people. It's got two back tie, a lot wheels. Yes, is what's the body and the mind, and then it's got the front. No, it, it's got the two back ones, and they have hold it together. That's the body and the mind. Yes, But it hadn't done anything at, about the front until it put the front wheel on, which is what is our whole spirit.
0: That's beautiful. That's
1: started the whole American Holistic Medical Association is because we were able to, we were, needed that f- front wheel, which of course has to be directed by the person sitting inside. So the the whole the tricycle is a perfect example of living medicine with the guiding factor being the person sitting on there on that seat. Beautiful. That gave me goosebumps. That's absolutely beautiful.
0: Well, you've been a pioneer in the medical world. You're known as the mother of holistic medicine. And you write in your book, starting in the 1950s, alongside my husband, Dr. Bill McGarry, I began to research and discuss ideas that were cutting edge at the time. The thought that we are souls having a human experience, that some part of us is interconnected with each other, and that we come here as part of a personal and collective mission of growth in healing. How did you know that there was something more and something missing from the traditional model? And I imagine it was very uh, revolutionary. You know, I wonder how that was received back then. <laughs>
1: you know, um, actually, I knew when I was two that I was going to be a doctor so that I, I just had to follow what was inner within me. And oh. I got into medical school and when I was there, the the dean sent me to the psychiatrist twice because she felt that I didn't <laughs> know what it was all about, and uh, and she was very angry that the psychiatrist didn't agree with her. So, but it's this inner awareness that we all have. Yes. If we just pay attention to it. Yes. But the problem is that. Um, other people don't really understand that. And it takes a while. So, <laughs> you know, you, 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 when we started the we started the AHMA, uh, because there were other doctors who were friends of mine. And we were saying, you know, there's something really wrong here because what we're being taught is a war against disease. Yes. And we don't need to kill disease. We don't need to kill pain. We need need to actually let pain and and diseases tell us what it is that our body is trying to tell us yes and sometimes we don't need to get rid of it at all look at uh, kennedy i mean these were our presidents who had chronic serious illnesses that they could they didn't get over yes. they didn't get uh, you know they didn't destroy them and the the diseases didn't destroy them either. You know, it, the diseases were there for a purpose. And yes. they rec- whether they recognized them or not, I don't know. But it certainly didn't stop them from using their juice.
0: I would like to talk about Jews because I actually, this was one of the parts of the book that I absolutely loved. Can you explain... Since it's your term, you know, what you consider what is our juice and how do we how do we embrace that and find that juice? Because I think a lot of people are missing some juice right
1: now. <laughs> oh, well, they don't know that they that it's available.
0: Yeah. What it, is juice? Uh, what is our juice?
1: Well, we have never accepted that inner urge that was is within each one of us. Yeah. That says, that makes me it makes me laugh that makes me happy or wow that's something that makes me sit up straight or something that oh isn't that adorable i mean something that t- teaches us and speaks to us deep inside and sometimes it's just for a moment and you you're oh yes this is this is what life is about and the, yes if you're looking for it you find it if you don't know that it's there, you can't look for it, so you don't find it. And it's it's so important, I think, for for those of us who know about the juice, who have known who have felt it, and know that we really need to spend that juice to share that. Fortunately, my mother was a beautiful example of this. Mm. I mean, the way she lived her life and, the, and did the things that she did was uh, uh, really important for me to watch and see and think, yeah, that makes yeah, that's right. And when I didn't see it in the medical field that I was being uh, worked into,
0: yes,
1: I knew that we had to do something else.
0: It's, it's and, outrageous, <laughs> yes.
1: And then, you know, it took us two years to figure out how to spell holistic because the word holistic has to have a rate, a root word of health healing and holy and so of course it had to be with an h but it, <laughs> <laughs> we all had our own ideas about what it should be but there you are
0: i love that so instead of a w was it that the debate between a w or a h and right. then the three h's the health what did you say the health the, the health
1: healing healing and holy
0: holy oh how beautiful the mind body and the spirit is sense it's that tricycle again right yeah that's beautiful <laughs> that's beautiful i know my audience is going to say please ask dr gladys what does she eat and do habits any routines i think people want like a formula for uh you know health and longevity but what what do you say to that i mean is there anything that you do
1: first of all i say find your own mine mine may not fit with, for you
0: mm.
1: but i at this age i uh have my the amazing cell, cell phone which tells me how many steps i've taken a day and i with my walker i go 3800 steps a day i started out at 1000 and worked up
0: wow because
1: i you know it's it's something that your life needs to keep moving
0: mm. and
1: as we move we grow and we understand and we learn yes. but if we don't you die you can't life has to move so I, I i do that and uh i've been blessed to be able to have a full body massage once a week for 50 years wow amazing massage therapist and he wow. you know we've this is something a path that we've gone down and i've had this full body massage every week well well there are weeks when you don't but of course but yeah so that's important wow and i, I don't i just i never have smoked and i don't i think alcohol is kind of useless for for me so i don't use it and um then just eat what is, is normally, you know. If it, when I when I was in India, it was the Indian food. Yeah. So that was great. When I was in Afghanistan, it was Afghanistan. When I was when I'm here, I eat what my son John can <laughs> get on the table for me, and we can work it together. You know, it, it's what's available. Yes.
0: Yes. And I think I've heard you say like we know it's healthy, right? Oh, so it's. And we know maybe what feels good in our body and maybe what we should be getting rid of too.
1: Yes, and and what is right for me isn't right for you. That's you know, important. I yes. mean, it may give you a real bellyache. It, it so happens I love red pepper. <laughs> you wonder why. But uh, in India, we use that. And, but that's not right for other people. So I didn't say that.
0: I understand. No, that's an important message. And you talk about uh, a lot of healing that um, we have to understand that, the phys- that, that there's a physician within. Can you speak to this? Because I think this is important. Because I think when somebody gets a diagnosis that's scary, we want to maybe just, we hope that somebody can heal us. What yeah. do you say to that?
1: Yeah, we, want well, the whole field of medicine says that they will try to get rid of the disease. Right. Okay. So we're going in a direction that um, needs to kind of be stopped in that that way, because it's like my oldest son, he's a retired orthopedic surgeon.
0: Yes.
1: When he came through Phoenix, he was going to start his practice in Del Rio, Texas.
0: Hmm.
1: He said, Mom, I'm real scared. He said, I'm going into the world. I'm going to have people's lives in my hands. I don't know if I can handle that. Mm. I said, well, Carl, if you think you're the one that does the healing, you have a right to be scared. <laughs> if, if you can understand that you have learned a medicine, you know, something in medicine that is really important, and people will need this. They'll need the work that you can do. Yes. But when you've done your job, then you support the patient as they start their own job of healing the body. It's your job now to heal you, to allow them and support them as they go about the business of, of healing their own body. Yes, and it's that awareness that within us there's that reality, and and medicine hasn't taught that. No. Now osteopathic medicine has taught that. Yes. And interestingly enough, my parents were birth students of, of A.T. Still. And um, A.T. Still spent 10 months at least on, the, on I think it was the, the uh, Cherokee Reservation, learning from the shaman.
0: Wow.
1: He couldn't, when he started writing about his ideas and the concept that he was he couldn't tell, talk about that. He would never have been heard. So he had to, I just found that out from a friend who is an, a Native American physician and so on. So it's it's that awareness that is there, but yes. the field of medicine has forgotten because we started, in my life, the, the whole uh, medical practice. Uh, learning started because i started medical school in september and the war started in december so the whole training throughout that whole time was killing and you know getting rid of pain
0: yes and which was that world war uh, 1 doctor gladys Two. no world war II. sorry i'm not doing my own history well sorry there we go world
1: that's war 2 right. yes that's war.
0: that's right i remember that when they moved yeah. you to india right yeah. yeah okay okay so world war II. I, yeah i i can just imagine especially as a a female physician too uh there was a lot of uh patriarchal systems in place and you you wrote about how women were you 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 know you weren't embraced when you were one of the, in the hospital initially with by one of the doctors yes and you know and then here you are pioneering something that has transformed and helped so many people heal when they felt like there was no path for them so i have gratitude for you
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yes. It's very courageous. Um, You write in the book, and I love this, you wrote, each of us came here to do something. And as I see it, true health has nothing to do with the diagnosis of a disease or prolonging life just for the sake of it. It's finding out who we are, paying attention to how we're called to grow and change and listening to what makes our heart sing. So this is the idea of the juice, right? Right, right. And then then if there's um challenging times though so let's say we're connected to our juice but then life you know we're following that juice but life's saying giving us a hard time <laughs> what yeah. do we do when things are challenging and yet we want to pursue what makes our heart sing but we're we're dealing with realities of you know a lot of challenging things it could be a medical diagnosis it could be a failed you know a business that isn't taking off but you know this is your calling how do we right. how do we but get we- into action through that like what do we do
1: Well, you just have to live through it. People talk about getting over it. No, these kind of soul problems that you live with. Yes. You don't just get over them. It's not like skipping rope. You have to live through them. If you can live through them, you, first of all, you accept the fact that they are there. The whole process of denial. Is something that can put just put the process off for a long time. Yes, but some, sometimes you just get to the point where you have to say, I, "Okay, this is what it is," and and I just absolutely I don't know how I'm going to do it. I can't understand it. Why did it happen? And you go through the dark night of the soul,
0: mm.
1: and it's it's a it's a, a very very hard place to go through. Yes. Fortunately, I had a lot of help because I had my children, and and uh, through life there have been what I call living angels who have stepped up and helped me. But I, that's one of the reasons why I think it's so important to have a community because we're not here by ourselves. We're yes. here to be. Important in somebody else's life, yes, and in their importance is important. You know, it's sort of like a jigsaw puzzle. Yes, jigsaw puzzle. The piece fits where it fits. It doesn't fit any place else. I've tried. (laughs) It doesn't work. I've tried too. (laughs) So, but those every aspect of that puzzle touches other aspects of other people's puzzles, you yes. know. So it's a, it's an ongoing process and we are here to learn and then we teach. And women are real good about that. Yeah. In our hearts, we are teachers because we have to do that with our children, our children, and with each other. So uh women that intuitive femifestation of our own process, is very important to share with other pe- with other people, not just women, but the men need it too. So, uh, yeah.
0: It's beautiful. Do you know, I, I did a solo cast recently where I just talk on my podcast by myself, and it was literally on living angels. So when I read that in your book about the human angels that you experienced, it really touched me because... Uh, I think we forget that there are people here who can guide us and help us at times when we need them.
1: Oh, they're here. At, it's, it, it's so amazing. You know, sometimes you don't even recognize them until time has gone by and you think, I couldn't have done it without her. You know, I, well, he stepped up when I really needed it. That's right. So,
0: it's so beautiful. Um, I found it interesting that you pay attention to dreams. I think dreams are uh, confusing to many of us. And I thought it was beautiful. And your dreams seem to really, you know how to let them serve you. Any, can you give us some advice about that? Because I'm somebody who very mu- who dreams a lot, but I don't really know how to unpack those dreams <laughs> to make sense of them. What do you say? What do you think the role of the dreams are?
1: When you know, it's a good thing to write them down because you'll forget them or, uh, you know, but if you get get a dream journal and just put the dreams down, and sometimes it's good to connect it with what's going on in your life at the time. Mm. And people like Jung and so on have written about dreams. And it, it's a wonderful study mm. because then then you begin to look it up, you know, begin to See what does this what does the foot symbolize and think, and then you begin to what does what does my foot do? my foot the sole of my foot touches the ground, so it gets me in contact with the earth,
0: mm.
1: so it's part of my soul,
0: mm. so
1: if you have a dream about you going barefoot or something like that, it's. What part of the foot was it that did this? You know, if you take your your body as your teacher, which yes. it is, and then you begin to look at what, how, how, what's it doing here? You know, okay, body, what, what, what's that finger doing that doesn't sit straight? You know?
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> it's it's a getting more aware of the reality. Yes. Of, the, of that everything around us is a teacher hmm. the, how the plants grow and how the wind blows and these are all things that we learn and we live with and we understand at a soul level but we don't think about until yes. we actually start thinking about them and when we do that's when that ties right in with dreams mm-hmm. and uh it's it's a wonderful study it's been huge in my life and in my kids' lives.
0: What's a piece of advice that you would love to give to your younger self that we can learn from as well?
1: Well, just don't give up. In fact, <laughs> I can my that was from my dad. I can see him now looking at me. I was doing something, and he's looking at me. Are you a quitter? Oh no, 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 I'm not a quitter. <laughs> it's that kind of awareness of what's going on within your life. And people teach us how to actually understand ourselves. And as we do that, it's um we learn. And and I swear being 102, I learn something new every day. There is so much to be learned and uh, either talking to my kids or talking to somebody or having something come up in a dream or, or, you know, something happen. There's something to be learned every day.
0: That's beautiful.
1: And and so it's a growth process.
0: Yes. Well, I understand that you have a 10 year plan and you Uh believe people should have 10 year plans. Uh Um, Can you share with us your plan, your vision?
1: I absolutely have to, <laughs> within my soul, create, help create a village for living medicine, which starts with the birthing center, a loving birth center, because what's happened to birthing in our culture is really, it's, it's bad. Yes. We've taken away the power from women. Women don't know that they can birth babies. They think they have to be delivered of babies. Mm. We deliver pizza. We deliver speeches. We don't deliver babies. Wow. i am trying to teach myself that I have not delivered any babies. I've helped women birth their babies. And it's that reclaiming the power that we all have. But the village for living medicine is something that, I think I've always well growing up in the in the villages in in India where they needed so much, and my parents were there to give what they could give, but I knew that there was more that needs to be done, and a village is where you everybody knows everything that's going on within the village, yes, and they are there to support each other, and the things that 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 the a pharmacist does in the pharmacy at the village for living medicine is right for that village. And it, oh, so wow. it an, incorporates what's happening there and what's the, the village itself accepts. And so, in fact, the, the sanctuary itself within the village has no walls. And it doesn't have a roof in my vision of it. Yes. Because it it has to be a living thing. You have to have areas where people can come and go within the sanctuary. You would do services and whatever you want to do. But you don't keep people out of the sanctuary. The sanctuary is a place that allows people if they need time to come in, they need time to come in. and And so it becomes that kind of a process. but it has its it has its birthing center and across uh, you have a, a area that I ca- call aging into health. so it's you age into the whole dying, so it's from lust to dust. Mm-hmm. And then you have the research center and the education center so you've got a, a whole center that is dedicated to these different aspects of life itself and life of each of, of each one of us so it's it's a i have to live long enough to see this happen
0: yes
1: because it's a a soul desire mm. but it's more than that it's a soul mission
0: yes What's the most common question you get asked about being 102? <laughs> Everyone probably wants to know your well, secret they, to longevity, right? Is that it? Or
1: they ask, it's just that. It What's is. it like to be 102? Yes. And I say, it's great. I love it. But I can't tell you what it's like to be 102. Yes. Because you have to find your own 100 tooth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, is there anything I didn't ask Dr. Gladys that you would like to leave the women listening with today? My audience is women in midlife and, you know, navigating different seasons, anything you'd like to share?
1: Well, I, yes, I, I have a friend who's very psychic and um, she has talked about femifestation. Okay. And as in, well, actually, it was a result of a dream. I had a dream in which I woke up with a bang. I woke up thinking, what was that? And I was sort of in and out of the dream. And yes. but I was standing in a, in a valley in the high Himalayas. Wow. And on the right hand side, there was a young woman sprawled out, just stretched out. And the little dress, she looked she just barely breathing. From oh, no. the left-hand side, there was a huge man all in armor in the same position, just barely breathing. And the voice said to me, you have to do something about this. They've been fighting each other for eons. They've just been doing this together. They need to do this. Mm. And so I called this... I had the dream and I was really (laughs) juiced up about it. And I called this friend and she says, well, I've been thinking about femifestation and manifestation. And so as we talked about it, femifestation is the ability that we as women have. It's sort of like a spiral. You can be on the fifth level and know what's going on in the second level. Mm -hmm. It's, It's that kind of energy. Manifestation is the actual accomplishment of something. Right. Get your degree, you you, you know, you accomplish something. So you manifest, but you the femifestation is what allows you to get to the point where you can manifest. Think about a pregnancy. Wow. <laughs> you know, you manifest the baby. Yes. The whole time that you're pregnant, you're femifesting and And I think it's acknowledging within us the power that we women have, yes, and using it, using it and not letting it dry up and not letting not be not being afraid of sharing it because sharing it makes it worthwhile,
0: so powerful. I love it. I love how your mother was also that mentor to you, and now you are passing that forward for all of us. And you've been brave and a and a pioneer. And there's a fire in you. You've got that fight that you talk about in the book. And I think um, I can't wait to see your living village. And I am sending you blessings and love for all of that to to not just manifest but fem- femifest. How would we Benifest. say? Yeah. Femifest
1: for it's you. It's a good word.
0: It's a fantastic word and it's going to take off. It's going to take off (laughs) with you sharing that. I love that so much. It's true because manifestation and here we are feminine, the feminist station, feminist, feminist, I'm going to write that down. We got to, we got to make that a a thing. I think you've now pioneered something new that we need to sit with. Um, I have so much love and gratitude for you, for the work that you've done. And that you continue to do. And for your beautiful book, again, it's called The Well-Lived Life, 102-Year-Old Doctor, Six Secrets to Health and Happiness at Every Age. And it's, everyone needs to pick up a copy of the book and learn. There's so much wisdom in there and just beautiful stories. So thank you so much uh, for everything that you're doing. I will be directing people to GladysMcGary.com. And your book is available everywhere books are sold. Um, All of the show notes for today will be over at thegoodlifecoach.com for people to buy the book and connect with the work that you're doing in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so So much. So, so grateful to you today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you gained some new information or inspiration